0: Unitas gives to Amici. The top of the world champions. Amici, scores! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, hard rending exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won
1: the big game. Go crazy, folks! This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This
2: is Wes This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy. This is handsome Jimmy Vance, the boogie-woogie man. Hey, guys. I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock?
0: the dog house with rick watson and big dog sports talk on the wrad talk network 101.7 103.5 and 1460 simulcasting on 710 wfnr streaming online at wradradio.com and the tune in app for your phone join the conversation now on the long and foster baker team hotline 540-639-4900 now your host Rick Watson, Rick Watson. Loving
2: you, isn't the
1: It is Monday here on the program. Hope you're doing okay wherever you might be. You can call us up on the Baker Team hotline. 639-4900.
0: The
1: text line is open 744-2990. Rick at New River Radio. And anything that's on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. Stuff going on uh, today. Obviously, uh, Virginia Tech uh, gets a victory in the ACC tournament. And imagine that. We've got uh, more issues with the board after the weekend. Hang on. Can anybody hear me? Maybe that's better. Trying to figure out what's going to be better here. All right, anyway, (laughs) the never-ending, hey, let's never fix anything back. Um, Virginia Tech's women wins the ACC tournament as we uh, kind of anticipated they would. And uh, right now, I believe they're probably in line to maybe get a top seed, a number one seed in the NCAA. So we'll get into all that. And we'll talk about uh, everything else that happened college basketball-wise um, over the next few hours. Marva joins us at 7.05. We'll recap the end of the ACC basketball season. I'm sure she wants to get into the terrific performance by her Tar Heels at home against Duke. And we'll see how it all plays out as we head into uh, tournament weekend coming up in the Power Fives. And so forth. We know that uh, Virginia Tech will be playing Notre Dame on the men's side on Tuesday. So you have Georgia Tech, Florida State, Louisville, NBC, and then uh, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. But um, weekend highlighted by a couple things for me. Obviously, Raptor University um, lost in the semifinals by one point on a buzzer beater. On Saturday, to Campbell, the team who had a big lead late yesterday, then lost to UNC Asheville. But the big story, I think, for myself and for the majority of folks who reside in Pulaski County was the passing of our coach, Joe Hicks. And I know that Coach Hicks had been battling several health ailments in recent months, and the news, I guess, hit. I started getting a bunch of text messages about 15 minutes before we started our pregame on Saturday for the game. So it was a uh, very difficult thing to hear going into it, and I know how many people are affected by it. And we'd love to hear of Any former players out there, anybody connected with Coach Hicks, we'd just love to hear from you today Um. Because it's very seldom that you have this situation the way it unfolded. And really, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing for a community to completely be overtaken by this one individual in terms of coming in and having as much of an impact over a community coaching a sport that you can have and it's the kind of stuff that when you think about it, you, you, you see movies, you read books about these kind of things. It's not supposed to happen in real life, but uh, Coach Hicks made it happen. Coming to Pulaski County from West Virginia, where he was on an all-star staff, offensive coordinator, but he wanted to be a high school football coach at a program that was downtrodden and not doing very well. And the late Dan Callahan, of course, had such a huge, huge part in helping get Coach Hicks here to Pulaski County. And it's a very somber morning when you have the realization that we no longer have Dan nor Coach Hicks with us here in this world. But the legacy of a man is not created – by the man going out and and trying to say, hey, I want to have this legacy. It's just by who you are and what you do and what you accomplish. And just think about all the hundreds of young people that Coach Hicks influenced and continues to influence and always will, myself included, going forward. But he, um, I mean, you talk about turning a, an entire community, and then really an entire entire region of a state on its ear with what he built at Pulaski County High School. Culminated in the 92 state championship. I think the 93 team was probably better and came up just a little short. But with the wins and the district championships and, and all these different things that he was able to do on the field, You could always go and talk to him as well. You could always understand that uh, even though he came across as just this mad scientist in the football coaching room, you know, he was uh, somebody you could actually go talk to and uh, he would try to understand when you were going through things. And I know he helped me a lot. At the time, I was very close to my grandmother's. I lost both my grandmothers at a very short amount of time apart. And he was somebody I could talk to and... And then in later years, you would always see Coach, you know, everybody knows about his running prowess, running marathons and winning them and all the awards, and he had his running group be down at the Deadman Center and here comes Coach Hicks running. Usually he'd have some folks with him, sometimes not. But he stayed in the ultimate shape and... That's another part of his legacy, right? What he was able to do very, very late into his life, all the success that he had. So it is uh, with a heavy heart that you continue forward. And I know they uh, made the announcement, the family, uh, his daughter Amy is going to keep everybody updated about the services and so forth. But uh, we have to come to grips with uh, losing uh, just a a giant, an absolute giant in uh, Coach So... Um, I just uh, – you, you try to think about all the great coaches, you know, that came through that had a similar impact. And when you're talking about Steve Ragsdale in Parisburg, obviously Norman Lindenberg in Radford, um, Coach Hicks clearly, Dave Christ over in the Blacksburg community, Jim Hickam down at Northside, Willis White at Salem. Just think about that original group from the old New River District as we came out of that into all the other districts in the mid to late 70s after Pulaski and Dublin High School uh, consolidated and um, became one. And then just the explosion. I believe the the year before Coach Hicks got to Dublin, I think Pulaski County had won three games. And then – his first year they won nine but it's it's strange you know at that time I'm you know 79 coming through you're not even a teenager yet but you remember the fervor I remember my parents we went to the first game and everybody was so excited all of the articles that were written and I guess that was the first time too. I'd you know read anything that Dan Callahan, right? Who's Dan Callahan? Oh, Dan Callahan's writing all. The, you know, he's great. You know that because you're just so young and you're reading all this stuff. And and everybody was so excited. And boy, did he deliver! Did he deliver? Always in the coach's shorts, no matter how cold it was. No matter how many November, late October games, and we would all be kind of chattering. Chilly on the sidelines, he'd he would he'd be there in his shorts most of the time. I think maybe later on there were, was a game or two. Somebody told me there was a game or two where he actually did not wear shorts <laughs> on the sideline. But you think about all the great coaches and all the great players and just everything that he brought, the weight program that kind of set the whole New River Valley on alert. Everything that he brought in to that Pulaski County Fieldhouse, every other school started doing. He began a new standard for how you go about trying to develop young people into being able to reach their maximum potential. And I believe that that just completely expedited the whole process for every other school who may have been having football seasons but didn't want to necessarily invest and create a football program priority. Pulaski County was really on the cutting edge of that whole thing when they bring in Coach Hicks, and he said, this is what I need to happen, and the school administration understood, and that's when you had a community that was completely behind everything and not fractured and it was booming at the time, industrially. I mean, everything just came together at the right time. And that's usually what happens in these moments that won't ever be able to be replicated is that uh, It just happens at the right time. Things just happen at the exact right time. And that was the case with uh, Coach Hicks when he came to Pulaski County. So, again, um, we'd love to hear from you. 744-2990. You want to call up 639 and talk about Coach. Uh, I know the wound's still a little fresh, all the tributes coming in. My goodness, you couldn't go anywhere on social media without seeing um, everyone talking about Coach Hicks. And rightfully so. Because I don't think there can be enough written. I don't think there can be enough uh, reminiscing Talking about the impact, I mean, you're talking about an entire community that's mourning the loss of Coach Hicks, right? I mean, 210 wins at Pulaski County High School, 24 seasons in all. He was also at Big Creek, Woodrow Wilson High School, 300 wins total, 301 But everything was about work. Everything was about making sure that you did everything a certain way to have success. There were no shortcuts that were to be taken. And those are the kind of things that you follow through for your entire life. It really is. Um There are a lot of stories you can tell, a lot of stories that I remember from when I was there, and I don't know if everybody has a story or two, and we'll get into some of those as well. Um, so glad that he was able to um, have Joel Hicks field, and he was there back in, what's it, 2000, 2008, is that right? I think it was 2008. Took the Virginia High School League so long to induct him into the Hall of Fame. I have no idea why. I think that was, what, 2016? Really? Really? Okay. All right. Of course, his uh, playing days, he was uh, a defensive back at West Virginia. And just wanted to get out of the college game. Yeah, you know, he was on that West Virginia staff. And he didn't want to be a college coach anymore. Van Callahan used to tell the story. And he wanted to go coach high school football, have a challenge. He did. And the rest, as they say, is history. All right, 22 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, we hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Just getting started for another week here on the program. Marva at 7.05. More coming up. Don't go away.
0: He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. To Help me, you're smooth talking, son of a... More Big Dog Sports Talk next on WRAD.
1: It is uh, about 27 minutes past the hour. Hope everybody's doing okay, wherever you might be. 639-4900 is how you can call us up, 744-2990. That's how you can reach us on the text line as well. And uh, we certainly hope everyone is uh, doing okay today. Having a hard time uh, hearing myself through the uh, the headphone mechanism that was completely altered over the weekend, and but hey, I deal with this about every other weekend or every other Monday, so I'll get through it. It's pretty cool coming up after the news. I found this. Uh, I was just looking on um, YouTube, and I found an old um, Dave Ross interview with Coach Hicks from 1993. I haven't heard it because I can't preview anything either, because that's not working. Uh either. So I'm gonna see if I can play it Let's see if I can get any sound whatsoever. Let's see if this thing works. Let's see here. We're gonna see if this thing does that work? Anybody hear that? No? No? I don't think anything's working through uh through that. So uh in any event Don't know why none of that's working, but maybe we won't be able to hear today, which is awesome. It's awesome to have nothing, absolutely nothing, in the studio functioning properly, being the only live program uh, on this station. Um, We'll get into Virginia Tech's celebration as well of their ACC championship. As uh, they knock off Louisville yesterday, and I believe they are in line to be a number one seed. I believe that's going to happen. I really do. I hope that happens. I think they deserve it to happen. And they played very well yesterday. Very well yesterday in the win. So... Any event, a lot going on, a lot of things that aren't uh, uh, in great, great mood today because of everything that's going on. But uh, we'll get through it, and there'll be celebrations and memorials and tributes for Coach X every day as we go forward. We'll be back. More coming up. minutes before the top of the hour here on this monday coming out of the weekend hope you're well wherever you might be text lines open 744-2990 call us up on the uh, baker team hotline 639-4900 folks starting to chime in about uh coach hicks so please yeah share whatever's on your mind uh, here in the valley let's go to the baker team hotline let's see if this works hey good
2: morning who's this Hey Rocky, how you doing? Hey
1: Rocky, what's going on,
2: man? Hey, want to talk about some Radford uh, basketball? First, uh, congratulations to the women who had that big epic win against Presbyterian. Is that right? Yeah, they did at the buzzer. They did. Yeah, that, that was a that was a really good. You know, good for them to have that that victory. That's uh, uh, that was you know one of those things the players will remember for the rest of their life. So, you know, good for them. Um, in terms of the men's basketball. Shane Nichols, I thought he did a very good job. What was your opinion?
1: Yeah, he did. He was terrific. I mean, they uh, really organized things pretty quickly, and uh, the team followed him, and uh, he had them ready to go. Just the kid made a shot, you know. That's the thing about kid was in the right place at the right time and made a shot. But they were were two seconds away from playing the championship game. That's, That's what makes it so tough to get over, you know.
2: Yeah, this was a really quality team with a bunch of really quality guys. I felt like, you know, all the guys they had on their team were just quality players, quality individuals. Um, it was a really strong team. Uh, I really liked this team. I thought they played hard. They played as a team. And, again, I really thought that they were just quality guys, you know. And yeah, they that are. Was, they are. They, that was really, you know, it's it's a tough way to lose and, you know, a tough way You know, the adversity at the end of the season was, uh, you know, for them to respond and keep playing hard was, uh, that was special of them. Yeah, it was. Um, Great guys, great dudes. In terms of Shane Nichols, he recruited John Morant. Correct. And his brother is Darius. Darius, yeah. If, If I was Shane, I would change my phone number. I would go on vacation because I don't want to deal with these guys anymore. <laughs> I think Shane is he, – he's earned himself a vacation between having to deal with Ja and his brother. So, Shane, go take a vacation, man. You earned it. Um, that's all I got. Talk to you later, big dog. 639-4900. Text line is open
1: at 744 2990 Not sure the point of that last comment, but uh, in any of you. Uh, <laughs> Tech women, knockoff Louisville, 75-67. No surprise uh, whatsoever. We told you that was going to happen. They're going to likely be a number one seed. I think they'll be a number one seed. They should uh, be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, get a couple of games in Blacksburg. Georgia Amor yesterday played all 40 minutes, 25 points. She was the MVP of the tournament. Uh, Liz Kitley with 20 points as well. Taylor-Soul had 13, and it was a very balanced attack for Tech. Defense played very well. Louisville only shot 37% in the game. And Tech got to the line 27 times and made 25 of their free throws, which is something else you have to do in tournament play. So uh, Louisville will make the tournament as well, but Tech on an absolute roll, 27-4. and four, And 14-4. and four this season in the ACC, but none of that matters now. What matters now is that they're ACC champs. And just for a little while, you're going to have both of those trophies, those ACC championship trophies in Blacksburg. But this team, my goodness, you talk about getting better and better and better and doing things – I guess in every aspect, every challenge that they they met, everything that they tried to accomplish, they just kept on getting better, better, and better, right? No matter how many times they seemingly were in a tough, tight situation, Kenny Brooks saw them through. I mean, they're going into this thing with an 11-game winning streak. At last loss to Duke, and Kenny Brooks was talking to uh, the team. You know, he told us – he was on the show a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago. Um, that was a that was a wake up moment for this team, especially for Liz. And all they did at that point was reel off eleven in a row, and they were very dominant in this tournament. You know, you remember when we had Liz on, and she talked about they were already thinking about seeing Miami again in that first game, right? Her mindset was already well. They beat us, so. We're we're ready to see them again. They beat them, what, by 26? And then Duke, they held Duke to 37 points. Talk about physical. Talk about defense. And then yesterday when they needed it, hey, they score 75. So they can beat you in a variety of ways. I mean, they're having fun while they're doing it. At the same time, they're very serious. They've got a nice mix of how they're going about their business. And I'm telling you, the national <laughs> scene better be ready for this team come tournament time. Now, I know Mississippi State, they are the the ultimate club program right now that we have. They're the defending champs. And everybody knows that that's the team that everyone is chasing. But at the same time, when you watch this Tech team play, they've got, in my opinion, what it takes to get into a game like that. If it comes to that, I'm not trying to get ahead here. Well, maybe I am trying to get ahead here. Maybe, maybe I am. Because I really believe Tech is good enough to have an opportunity to get into a game like that with somebody like South Carolina, you know, Indiana... And, and beat them. They have to be shooting well from the outside. They're not going to win too many inside battles with South Carolina if that were to happen. And I'm jumping way ahead, I know, because there's still a lot of games to win. You have to win four to get to the final four, but there's nobody ahead of them that I think would intimidate them other than you know being in that game down the road. I think they have a chance to be the first team ever to go to the Final Four. And we'll see if that plays out that way. Keep everybody healthy. And uh, I know Coach Brooks will be watching very carefully what happens with uh, the rumors of the uh, bracketology for the women and things of that nature. But I believe most folks were putting out last night some of the women's college basketball pundits. The Tech is now on the number one line. And really, shouldn't they be as highly ranked as the ACC really is, right? Stanford lost in the semifinals of the Pac-12. Iowa's really good. I guess Iowa's the one team that could steal a bid from them. But, you know, Utah, they're sitting there ranked ahead of Tech, but they didn't win the Pac-12. LSU's, you know, they've lost uh, to South Carolina. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, who might get it. I Indiana's going to get one of the number one seeds, and then you have Iowa. Why not mix it up? Why not make it South Carolina, Indiana? Do you go with Utah? Do you go with Maryland? I don't know. You have three Big Ten teams there, but you have the one team out of the ACC that's a fly in the ointment right now. So why not? What they've done against Quad One teams, they have the winning streak. I'm telling you, they definitely have a resume to be a number one seed. I think it'll be very disappointing if they're not. But you know what? They'll use that as motivation as well. And I don't think a number one seed is going to intimidate them at all. Like, I don't think they're going to care about any kind of the pressure that comes along with that because they've earned it, in my opinion. So, we'll see. But uh, I know everybody is uh, celebrating, and they should, these young women – They do their business the right way. And, you know, Louisville yesterday, some of the things they were doing when they started to understand the inevitable was going to happen and they could not win this game. There were a few plays, some physical plays that were unnecessary, and that's a direct correlation from the head coach, in my opinion, when you see things like that happening. Tech does not play that way. And I think that just makes the victory a little bit sweeter, to be honest. It's disappointing to see some of the things that happen um, in games like that and some of the things that are allowed to happen. But anyway, congratulations to Kenny Brooks. We're going to try to get Coach Brooks on this week as well. We'd love to have him on. And you know, I don't know – you know, I don't know exactly. I'm getting a lot. Of people are now talking about the uh, the dirty play yesterday. Yeah, there's a flagrant foul in women's basketball. Absolutely, they do have them. They have them in both sports. They really do. But they ignored the one. It Was a body check? Right? Look like a look like a full fledged body check. Was that uh, Deasia Gregg? Was that who it was that got hit? Yeah, I think that's who it was. Thanks, Bob. And they kept showing it, and they didn't call a flag. I mean, it's just bad sportsmanship. And I think that's what happens when you're playing a team you know that's better than you. (laughs) That's that's just the way it is. Georgia Amor was the best player in the tournament. She deserved to get uh, MVP. She was the best player on the floor yesterday. And she's in just an absolute Groove with how she's playing the game of basketball. But it's an exciting time for this program for Kenny Brooks, who uh, I like a whole lot, and he deserves this. He's he's done just a wonderful job rebuilding this program that was so successful under Bonnie Hendrickson and then had a major lull and now has come back full throttle under him and his leadership. And these ladies have earned every bit of what they have. And they're far, far from done, in my opinion. I think they just uh, are lined up to go a long, long way in this NCAA tournament. And I know it changes in the tournament. <laughs> Wayne says, interview with Rick, win titles. Well, I'm just saying, you know, from Coach Brooks to Georgia to Liz, I mean, that's pretty good trifecta. They're all doing well. I mean, I could have swore I saw BDST initials on George's arm as she was shooting a free throw, paying tribute. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for them and um, looking forward. It's going to be really fun to see where they end up. They usually announce those number one seeds right off the top. You know, when, before they go to the regions, you know, they always say, "Here are your number one seeds in each region, right?" And they will show those, and then they will uh, show the reaction if Tech does get one. Indeed, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. <laughs> that was the best body check what Robinson did to Greg I've seen since Ric Flair. Gave one to Rick steamboat back in the seventies. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. So Wayne points out to Tech ten and two against the top twenty-five. So they're a number one seed, folks. They're going to get a number one seed. They have to. They have to look at all the teams been ranked in the ACC. They have to. If they don't, there should be an investigation. But then again, we don't trust a whole lot that comes out of the uh the NCAA, these committees, all the different things that go through it. You know, and I I know that when we talked I asked David Till directly about the one time he sat in on the thing and, and he said that schools, reputations, and names didn't come up. I, I find that – I don't think that's always the case. Like These are human beings that also are making these decisions. And I don't know if it's as prominent in Women's Basketball Selection Committee, but if you just look at the tail of the tape, all right, you don't have a major argument for not giving Virginia Tech a number one. I mean, if you're gonna keep a number one seed from them right now, you're gonna to have to probably explain that. And I would hope if that if that happens, that you know, at the end when they talk to the committee chair, I hope that would be the first question out of the whomever would have an opportunity to say, so you decided to go with someone else. So what were your thoughts behind that? And just see what they say. I mean, it doesn't hurt, too, that you have the two-time player of the year in the conference kind of highlighting the roster. I know they they like things like that, too. So, we shall see uh, how it plays out. But whereas now they are setting and waiting on whether they're going to be a number one or number two seed in the big dance, the Tech Men will begin its trudge through the ACC tournament for the second straight year knowing they have to win it to be in it. And that will get underway for them on Tuesday, right? That's tomorrow against Notre Dame, who's playing out the string. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 1. We've got Marva leading off Hour number 2. She's very excited about her uh, Duke Blue Devils knocking off Carolina on Saturday. Now making it so that they have to win. All right? We'll be back. Wrap up Hour 1.
0: Whoa, timeout. Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a timeout. No, hold, wait a minute. Time out. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD.
1: Now yeah, I'm just watching this play. By the way, watching, Robinson uh, Robinson's the player name. My goodness, I, you know, I'm torn. Like, for, I'm glad that Tech didn't retaliate, but at the same time, I would have liked to have seen a Tech player go over and retaliate. Does that make sense? I mean that is a full-fledged that's beyond a flagrant foul. I mean she's she's got both of her arms put and then they call the foul and then she has the audacity to act like it's a bad call. I just don't see how somebody wearing a maroon jersey didn't go over there and just try to have some um some instant justice right there. No call for that whatsoever. And then I'm reading some of the asinine comments from Louisville fan. They're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to defend the play. They showed one play where she turned and walked into a, a a screen. A defensive player was standing there for tech, and she ran into her. And oh, you got to call it both ways. Well, that's just a basketball play. How many times do you see that? where you have someone setting a screen and then the player turns and then they run into him and they fall down. How many times did we see that, right, from Hunter Couture? A couple times this year, right? Remember against Clemson? That's not a flagrant. That's just basketball. Yay, yay, Yeah, she should have been tossed. That should have been a flagrant. Ridiculous. But, hey, Tech, Tech won the war, and that's all that matters. And I know Coach Brooks would not have wanted his team to retaliate. They retaliated, but just just kicking Louisville all the way back to Kentucky, that's how they retaliated. (laughs) So, there you go. And you don't have to worry about anything carrying over now into the NCAA tournament. So, nobody did anything, so they wouldn't have a situation where they'd miss a game or something like that. So, man, oh, man, I'm sitting here watching during the break. I mean, that's – whew. I mean, you, you would completely and absolutely understand if some player for Tech would have walked over there and just dispensed some justice right then, right? Amazing. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Hour two. Marva in Miami is scheduled to join us. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. More coming up here on a Monday.